This is episode 33 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. 9-11. Ooh, what does that mean hmm. to you? It means so many things to yeah. so many people. And uh, not to gloss over, but the, the normal conversation uh, or the one that has uh, many people is, where were you? Right. On 9-11. Tim, we go to the youngest of the three of us yeah. and never talked to you about this. Right. We, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I realize how, how different of a thing it is for myself than so many others who I know. Because I was literally a first grader and I was in a small Christian school in upstate New York. And so like this news, it means something very different for the kid than it does for the, the teachers and the parents. You can feel that as a kid, you know, something's weird, something's wrong. Why are we getting called to the chapel for an announcement right now? Hmm. And this information was relayed to us in a way that I look back now and I, I respect how they tried to, to let us know what was going on without like crushing us with the, 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 the weight of, of this really dark reality of the world. And at the same time, Honestly, this is, it's so crazy looking back. As a first grader, the thing that stood out to me at that moment was, why can't we go outside for recess today? We couldn't go outside because hmm. we still did not know at that point where, what's safe, where's safe. I mean, of course, we know later that a small town in Pennsylvania sure. is somewhere where there's uh, one of these hijacked planes. So we still didn't know. There was all this uncertainty and wondering, why does this affect mm -hmm. me, mom? And then right. the next day getting on the bus and just kind of the, the fear that settles into your little mind when you see kids passing around these scary pictures of fire and flames. And, and maybe you might remember seeing this one picture that went old school viral, I guess we could say, where they said, look, you can see the devil's face in the smoke coming up oh. from the tower. And I remember that image kind of getting burned into my little wow. mind and thinking huh. like, wow, is this, is this the devil? Is this? And it, it occurred to me, I never knew a world. I mean, as a first grader, you don't really have a concept of the world before that. To me, it was just, oh, these kind of things happen sometimes. But for a lot of people, it was a paradigm shift. It was this, mm. this can happen. Mm. I'm I'm just in awe that you went to school on September 12th. I think mm -hmm. with everything that we've gone through with COVID and seeing how fast everything can close down, it just occurred to me that like we had still normal life the day after. There was no option of virtual school. You oh, know, yeah. there was no wow. there was no like oh we should keep everybody close and safe and. Wow, that still perplexes me. But thinking back, yeah, I think everything was just, you know, you kind of went about things the next day. I was actually on maternity leave at the time. So I had a toddler and I remember that morning giving Emily a bath and we had the Today Show on. And my mom at the time worked at a fire department where they had just done a high rise drill like the days before. And so the first thing you saw was that there was a fire. And I remember, I don't know if I was texting at the time or just calling my mom and saying, did you see there's a high rise on fire in New York? And you guys just did this training. And, and in my mind, in that moment, I remember thinking, well, everyone's going to be okay because everyone is always okay. Right. 
And then when the second plane hit, I remember this sinking feeling of a lot of people are not going to be okay. And I think that was where the bottom fell out for me as as a very young mom. I had a toddler and another baby who would be born just four days later that I have these very small people entering a world where everything is not always okay. And that was that was a little bit jarring. Now, I was in radio at the time, but I wasn't on the air because I was on leave. But Steve, you were on the radio. And what an interesting whew, thing to, to go through on the air. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. And uh, of course, we have a TV monitor all the time anyway in the studio. And uh, of course, we're an hour behind. So it was the, about the nine o'clock in New York. It was eight o'clock there. But uh, all that happened. And then we hear of all these reports. So you turn on the TV as you're doing your radio show and getting little pieces of information. As you remember back then, there was so much uncertainty, even of the people on the scene. There was so much uh, going on. But you mentioned the second plane hitting. Uh, TV was on and we were on the radio talking. And, you know, I remember I can still see that um, actually happening as you were talking on the radio. But again, even at that point, a little more certainty, but still so many questions, more questions and answers. So, yeah, that was a that was a a strange time and odd times, a time that uh, it made me realize that uh, anything can happen at any time. But even at the same time, you know, I was in Oklahoma. I wasn't close like you guys were in New York. So it was almost in a, in, a, in an odd way, uh, not a disrespectful way, but an odd way. Mm. It was like I was almost like watching a movie because uh, right. I, I heard that I a didn't, lot. Yeah, I didn't know anybody uh, that I knew, you know, and I still don't mm-hmm. at this time that went through that. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of an odd thing to be on the radio and talking about uh, what we were seeing and not really being sure what we were seeing. Right. And boy, the way we communicate has changed so much in the past 21 years. I remember just nonstop news coverage. And that's what everybody did was just watch TV. Mm -hmm. I mean, TV was just on for days and days and days and just news coverage. That was one thing that changed. You know, there were no sitcoms. There were no TV dramas. There were Mm. no late night talk shows. Uh, I think it was David Letterman was one of the first that came back. Mm. And and I don't remember how many days that was, but we had finally said, okay, we have to be able to laugh again someday. And that was such a seismic shift. Uh, But there was this kind of collective consciousness of every little thing that was going on. And in the midst of that, there were little faith bubbles that began to pop up. You know, in the days after 9-11, there was an understanding collectively that we could talk about God, that we could pray to God, that we could go to God with our questions and concerns. There seemed to be a lot of God. It was okay to pray. Mm. It was it was it was good to love one another and to serve one another and do those things that are such the basis of the Christian faith. And and there was this solidarity. We took this tragedy and we somehow became one body of Americans with this Christian faith kind of woven through it. And then came the division. You know, the division of who did this and and who are they and why are they against us yeah 
And then the division between, you know, what people thought was the right way to handle this or the right way to handle that. or And, and so, you know, we kind of went back to being America, this deeply divided place. But boy, for a little bit, it just felt like God was the refuge of this mm. nation. Mm. Just speaking about the communication we use, Therese, I'm just thinking even about the really heart-wrenching audio, the messages you can hear mm-hmm. that people did leave their loved ones when they they did literally know it would be the last time. And it I, just like faith, just like God, it brings you back to what is most important. And for so many, it's it's those words of, of love and of, of saying that. And you find that even obviously in a gigantic tragedy like 9-11, but also in the personal moments where you wonder, where you think, where you maybe even know that it'll be the last time. It has a way of bringing you back to what is most important. And and that's remembering why we're here. It's love. It's showing other people God's love. It brought me back to, remember I mentioned that it seemed like a movie to me. It didn't seem real. Right. But at the same time, you want to share respect. So it takes me to a Romans twelve fifteen: rejoice mm. with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Mm. I wasn't necessarily feeling close to the mourning situation as far as knowing someone specifically, but obviously many people were mourning. You could see it. You could feel Mm. it. Uh, So it took me back to that. It's like, that's right. Even though I don't feel it necessarily strongly, I am supposed to mourn with those who mourn. So it was a great uh, remembrance of uh, respect in, in that way. Yeah. And I think on that day and even since, so many people have said, why, why did this happen? And Jesus tells us in his word that you will have trouble. You're going to have trouble in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So it's still true 21 years later, but God. May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. We've reached that time of the year where you simultaneously make breakfast and lunch. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's time for yep. the school lunch. Okay, so what is it that kids want in their sandwich? They did a oh. poll of sandwich fillings. I would have guessed turkey at the mm. top because I feel like... You know, we sell a lot of turkey in America. Sure. I feel like our family yeah. buys a lot of turkey. Mm-hmm. I know turkey is at the heartbeat of Steve's Patunky yes. sandwich. Yeah, I love turkey. I don't think any child in the world wants turkey, tuna, and peanut butter, well, though. A little sure. Stevie. But then <laughs> that led me Stevie. to peanut butter and jelly. That's a classic. Of course. I maybe that's Absolutely my vote. That came in at number five. Oh, Whoa. oh, please. I I was like, what's wrong what? with kids these days? I know. Well, <laughs> I thought, what's going on? Like, how have I missed the mark so much? Uh-huh. Number one on the sandwich. Sandwich filling list. Kids say they want ham. Okay. Wow. And I was well, like, I would not guess fine. that. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wait a second. We're talking about kids and that whole saying, you are what you eat. Oh. <laughs> what kid doesn't want to be a ham, ham right? Ham it up, I grew man. up on ham, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on family life. A friend you can turn to. We've got our tunes, they go viral sometimes, those songs, they they get picked up and shared around the internet. Love songs sometimes Mm -hmm. are the ones that get passed around. And and 
I just learned that whales have their own memes too, their own viral tunes, different love songs that whales sing. They come in and out of style. Sometimes you'll be hearing this one around the Atlantic and this one in the Pacific, but certain ones, and this is no kidding here, that get really popular. Whale songs can travel around the world under the ocean up to 9,000 miles. So from one side of the world to the other, whales can be singing the same song that they've just passed from one whale to the next. And and now this, that, that part is true. And this, I'm, I'm still trying to determine if this audio clip, if it's legitimate. It, it comes from somewhere deep, deep on the internet. But, but take a listen to this whale song here. Do we think are the whales maybe, maybe they're rolling to that too? Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure if this if this audio is legitimate or not. We still have to get our fact checkers out on that. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I was so confused for just a little bit. Some people would say I'm still there. However, that's not my point. My point is, remember when the word like bad all of a sudden meant good? Remember, it was like, oh, oh that's bad. Yeah. And, and, and then I was confused. Bad. You know, right. but that yeah. means good sometimes. Anyway, there's a, a word that I didn't know this. It's a very simple word. Nice. Hmm. The original word nice, the the Latin meant ignorant or unaware. Oh, that's how really? it started. Nice, nice meant this is way back. I mean <laughs> nice. Right. Now here's the here's the other one that I didn't know, and I just find this to be fascinating. The word tragedy originally meant goat song. Goat song is what I meant, and so you know. So let me let me just play, let me just play a little bit of my favorite tragedy here. That is nice. It's nice. It's, uh, it's just a little song. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard. Is that good or is that bad? That's nice. Oh, nice. It's a drone. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. You got to go to the word book. Dictionary. Gotcha. Exactly. There it is. That's what See? they call that. Yep. Now, these yeah. things, we are here this morning, as we are most uh, every morning, to mm-hmm. uh, amuse you, inspire you, and provoke debate. No, the debate part, <laughs> not so much. But we may come into this in a fun way in that Merriam-Webster is yeah. now that word book thing got bigger yeah we and i feel a little bit like i'm getting older because i didn't even know what you guys probably know because you're into this kind of thing but i i didn't know what i see why am i oh Oh, you you missed it it then (laughs) you totally did miss it in case you missed it i didn't know that was the thing usually like hashtag okay so that's now in miriam yeah it's not equimi it's it's an yeah yeah. i see no you don't pronounce that's now the thing that gets me about these merriam webster things they're Mm -hmm. words or i didn't know you could have like a uh a double phrases yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think those should be words i think there is a little bit of controversy around this because mm -hmm. Some of these things should not be words in the dictionary because they're already separate words that we just use together. 
For instance, well, what well, should like well video doorbell maybe video right. one of them should not be in this. like video is a word and so is doorbell. Now, if you made it all one word, video right. doorbell, yeah. then it could be a word in the dictionary. But video space doorbell is not a word; that's a phrase. Not yet, Ooh. not yet. But think about this. Think about this for one second. Here's mm-hmm. that debate part. There yeah. was a time in history where somebody said that about the new word doorbell. They're like that's oh, okay. just a bell you have on your door. It's not a new word. And now. Doorbell is all one. So maybe someday we're looking so, at a future where it's spelled video doorbell. And it's oh, all so then take out the space and put it in the dictionary. But it doesn't, I don't think it should there. go in the dictionary <laughs> until the space has been removed. Or if it's hyphenated, that could be a word. I think that's our middle ground. I will agree you, to right. a hyphen. You guys are so adorkable. Um, what? Uh, that's, that's a new that's, word. That's a new what? word now. Yeah, it's a kind of But a you using that word is so sus. What? Is who? Go to the dictionary. It's all there now. Sus. It's enough to make me say yeet. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.